I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everybody. I am so happy you are tuned into Tech 5 Radio tonight. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Audrey, we're kicking off the show tonight. Sometimes we have to jump. I know. Right we're kicking it. off the show yeah. right here with Rachel Oafabi. Afalabi. You're from and Carlo. she is with Carlo, and they have a hub for workforce development and innovation. Absolutely. And yeah. she is going to be here with us talking about the workforce challenges in the Pittsburgh area and what they're up to. And how Carlo is addressing them. Hi, Rachel. Hi, how yeah. are you? Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So let's dive in. Let's just jump in. Okay. And uh, talk about what you're up to. So um, in the summer of 2017, we mm -hmm. um, established uh, the Carla Hub for Workforce Development and Innovation. And um, this was really in response to the Inflection Point Report from right. the oh, Allegheny. Oh, from the Allegheny Conference. Yeah. Yep, correct. Yep. So this was a, in response to that. And the hub is really geared towards exploring new academic programs, new pathways to alternative um, academics mm -hmm. and for folks who are underskilled, for folks who need to be upskilled, so professionals who are already in the workforce but need to learn new tools, new right. approaches. So That's what we're seeing yeah. lots of in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Is we need people to get retrained or to get new skills. Mm -hmm. So what are you seeing? What are you seeing those skills are? And where are the areas of concentration? Um, there's a lot, actually. But, uh, I mean, as you would imagine, there's a lot in the emerging trends such as technology and, you know, artificial intelligence and right. things like that. But going back to basics, there is a lot of needs from employers in terms of soft skills. So we've been getting mm. a lot of that. So being a liberal arts institution, right, right, right. It's, um, that's really our forte. Mm -hmm. So we have been able to go back to our curriculum with our faculty and incorporating all of these um, skills into our curriculum. But in addition to that, we're also developing um, what we call professional advancement courses where folks who... Maybe, you know, for some reason they've been out of school. They need to be upskilled in basic right. professionalism. Upskilling. That's the up key word. I like the, that. Yep. Yes. That's, the that's a trending word right now. So <laughs> <laughs> it's um, so we, we do this in forms of cr um, credit bearing and non-credit bearing. So for folks who have already been to college, um, if they don't need the credit piece of it, they can come in. They want the skill part of it. They can get the skill part of it. But those who need it for a pathway into college, at, um, right. college um, credit... They can also do that right. as well. So, what, yeah. so talk about soft skills. What does that soft mean? Um, so these are your um, basic problem-solving skills, critical thinking, leadership, project management. That's Those are skills that um, every, every job needs that, right? So whether you're in technology, whether you're in healthcare, business, mm -hmm. you need to have those skills regardless. For sure. And um, I think one of the most important things is, you know, when people talk about we need people to code we need people to do this language right but you can train a million people to code 
but you can't train a million. You can't train those same people to have problem solving skills. Exactly. You know, those are skills that need to be embedded. Take those skills and apply it to solve real problems. Exactly. And, and do so stuff. throughout the curriculum. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So Carlo, Car- Carlo is such a cool institution because a you're you're like Pittsburgh, like 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 to the core, right? <laughs> Everyone yeah. so yeah. well branded with Pittsburgh. Like mm-hmm. even my mother. My mother's a graduate of Carlo. Yeah. Back in the really? back in the sixties, yeah, nursing degree. We guys wow. are known for your nursing. We and did not. Know your mother's that. a nurse. She was, yeah, not anymore. But you know, that's what she was trained as—a really good one too. Great. And uh, and she you know, loved her experience at Carlo. And everyone knows Carlo's being a nursing school. But I see you diversifying out mm-hmm. from that because obviously that's always going to be your core. That, oh yeah, that's your bread and butter. Mm-hmm. But to now take you know all the skills that you have and apply this towards some of these new areas to me is very exciting. Like the nursing you mentioned, right. um, for example, one of the new um, programs that we're launching this fall is the health informa- um, information management. Management, management and right. analytics. Mm-hmm. So that's a program that combines healthcare, right. technology, and business. And so that's so exciting because you're, you're taking those areas. It comes, and that's where the the industry is leading. It is, and to see Carlo at the leading edge of that, saying, mm-hmm. "No, we need to bring this in." Yep, and it's a high need. Yeah, it's a high I need, not just for the region. Upskill but... people with it. <laughs> I had to say upskill one more time. I'm Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> that's cool. um, you know, that's one innovation we're doing with healthcare and. Another innovation in terms of employer partnerships, we yeah. recently completed a, um, a course development for a health technology firm out in Wexford. Nice. So it's on my journey. Okay. And they are trying to train um, nurses in the region on nurse navigation. Ah. So this is patient care throughout the you know, life cycle right. of the patient. Oh, wow. Right, right. So they have this great application where we developed the course for that and the the. The idea is that, you know, when a patient comes into the hospital from soup to nuts, basically, there's somebody going everywhere with them. So it's very, very innovative stuff. Yeah. I love it. I know. We cannot, we're proud of Carla. Oh, that's good to know. (laughs) We're very proud of Carla because actually Carla was part of the innovation corridor. It is right in the middle of it. If you think about the whole strip across Mm -hmm. Forbes and Fifth Avenue. Oh, yeah. Carlo is an anchor. You can't avoid it. And you can't, it, it is. I mean, it's the beginning of Uptown. Yep. And it's actually an area that the, the back end of Carlo is being developed by the University of Pitt. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we are all part of that that whole ecosystem. That's that starts nice. at Chatham. Yeah. And it runs all, all the, the way, way down. All the way yeah. Down. yeah. And I guess Duquesne's below you, right? It's Yeah, it's so all, Duquesne's on the downtown. Below, yeah, right. More towards yeah. the downtown. But yeah. we think of that as part of the, you know, of our collegial capabilities, it is, and it's a it's a nice line if you look at it all the way from Point Park through right. Duquesne, Carlo, and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so we're very excited about some of the changes that yeah. have happened at Carlo and your partnership with them with employers. Yes, uh, we're one. looking to explore right. even get deeper into that. Another program I wanted to talk about Surely. is our um, a new cyber um, cyber threat um, graduate certificate program. So we already had the, have the masters in. Um, fraud and forensics, which is one of our flagship Absolutely. online programs. Right. Um, this particular one is a partnership with the um, NCFTA, which is the yeah, our neighbors. Nat- we know yep, them. You know them, National them. Cyber yes. Forensics. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we partnered with them to create this. Um, com- you know, it's very com- um, compri- it's comprised of four courses, okay. and they're going to do a, a capstone with the NCFTA. So the students will actually oh, that's be so there. Great. They'll be there. The, yeah. yeah. So they do a lot of work on the dark web and Absolutely. all that stuff. So oh, cool. They do. It's a fun, fun program. That's and why I'm so glad you're here to be able to talk about some of this oh, stuff. Yeah. So, so if people want to know more yeah. about this, is there a website or anything Carlo, that they can? Yep, the, uh, the Carlo website, you know, carlo.edu. Um, all of our 
you know, you can search within there for the workforce directly, mm-hmm. but you can get right. all the information there. And the MicroMasters for the um, NCFTA, the um, cyber threat, is that still enrolling for the fall? Absolutely. So, so that's Rachel, excellent. Yeah. Rachel, we're thrilled to have yeah. you. Ah, absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, Thank you for stuff. being on our show. Yeah. That was Rachel Afalabi from Carlo. Doing us proud here. All the great stuff going on, really. Carlo.edu. Check them out. Uh, we've got a great show in front of us today. I can't wait to get to it. We have Gene Lazarevich from ACNC and Jet Store stopping by. This guy came to this country with 25 bucks in his pocket and built a pretty big company. Doing some cool stuff. Really cool guy. Second time on the show. His story is so awesome, he had to come back on. Just saying. I love the guy. We've got Bob McCutcheon stopping by tonight from PwC, bringing us some industrial insights. I know. What's really happening in automation? Autonomous vehicles in the workplace, man. That's what I'm saying. It's very exciting. And we also have a podcast. I was on the scene, Audrey. I was hanging out with Lunametrics on the south side a few weeks ago. So I grabbed an interview with their new CEO about all the investment they're making. They're hiring like crazy over at Lunametrics right now. SEO, website stuff, you name it. They have it going on there. So mm-hmm. learn more about that. Great show in front of us. I can't it wait. It is. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, we're taking off, taking a quick break. Coming right back, I swear. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. It's just been 35 years the PTC's been around helping tech companies succeed. We love it. Can't get enough of it. Thanks for keeping your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio, bringing you the best of what's making Pittsburgh's technology industry kick butt. And one of those butt kickers, Gene Lazarevich from ACNC Jet Store, no stranger to the show, this guy's got a heck of a story. That's all I can say. So I'm like, you got to come back, give us an update, and fill our listeners in about kind of how you built this really cool company over the past, like, what, 25 years? Yes, that's right. 25 Just 25 years? years? Yeah. Just 25 years. And you came here from, from another country. You came here from Russia. Where? That's right. Where? Came here from Moscow. Right. From Moscow. In 1991. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, Why did you come here? Well, we immigrated. The whole family immigrated here from Moscow, and it was my dad, my mom, my sister, my uncle. My aunt, so we wow. all came, you know, the big, uh, big family. And, and why uh, Pittsburgh? My uncle was here, so you know, he sponsored us. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, come to Pittsburgh. He just come to Pittsburgh, and I had no idea how Pittsburgh was. You know, I just knew the steel industry and everything, and we came, and uh, here we are. You know, twenty six years later. That's so here so cool. he can bot just and like you, Jonathan says. And, and, and <laughs> I remember last time you said you said you started with like twenty five bucks in your pocket. That's right. We came and, with pretty much nothing, and. Uh, uh, basically, uh, just got my first loan from my parents and uh, started the company and uh, just kept going. You haven't looked back since. And they believed in you. Yeah. They believed in me. And uh, since they still believe in me. So That's so great. Well, so talk about your company now. When you started it, what's the work that you do? So we started in 94 and basically we were doing uh, export uh, of technology and then we decided to uh, become more of a storage company. Uh, so we started making uh, products um, in the storage industry and then we created our own brands called JetStore. And, um, you know, since then we've been, we've had uh, like 4,000 customers, um, you know, basically companies like NASA, Disney, Starbucks. Oh, um, the small guys. Yeah, the small guys. The small guys. Small guys. Yeah. Small guys. So, so how did you yeah, get how did these, you break into the small guys? These big companies. Yeah, these small guys like this. How did you break into these small guys? Well, we have, <laughs> you know, we obviously we have a lot of good partners and, you know, we we kind of expanding the network now and, you know, we actually have gotten some good partners here in Pittsburgh um, lately and I, I was going to talk about it. We have a new partner called ITPS. Okay. Uh, and uh, they are, you know, we, we just signed up them. We signed them up like basically two years ago and been doing a lot of projects with them. They uh, yeah. just uh, kind of opened up about two years ago and it's ITPS LeftCon. 
and they are doing a lot of projects. We've been doing a lot of projects with them. With, uh, we've been installing hotels and manufacturing companies huh. and schools. So it's, they, it's a new company here in Pittsburgh, and it's our partners. So I love it. Give a shout out to them. So. Very, very cool. And you have like a diversity of customers. Like you're in every vertical. Yeah, we do uh, basically everything, uh, you know, from universities, uh, uh, government institutions. We do a lot of uh, work with um, uh, some imaging companies and media companies and, um, you know, pretty much all over the place. Anybody that needs data, big data, uh, AI, and, and uh, pretty much anything with data storage, we do. So you can build the boxes for We them. can build the boxes. We can build, uh, you know, we sell a lot of terabytes, petabytes. Now it's all petabytes. It's so. all petabytes. That's it's what's amazing. so crazy is it's like, it's all did you think that like, you know, 25 years ago, we were talking about petabytes of data. Right. So we started, you know, when we started, we were doing four gigabyte drive. Four gigabyte drives. So now we're doing 12 terabyte drives, 14 terabyte drives on the horizon. And of course, now it's all flash. So now we're moving you know, we right. a lot right. of new flash. Everything's flash. Everything is very fast. Everything, no latency. So it's all about flash now. So we're doing a lot of flash lately. So our new uh, Jetstore X line that's been shipping this year. And we've you know, been, been doing a lot of flash, a lot of flash. And uh, it's all about flash. And you're, and you're building those flash boxes. You're building them here in Pittsburgh and shipping That's them out right. around we, the world. You know, we've been right here in Pittsburgh on Baum Boulevard. And we know we have a lot of um, uh, you know, customers here in Pittsburgh. And, and you know, we, kind of, we have it also worldwide. Actually, half of the uh, UK police departments are using Jet Stores as well. So we have a really? great partner in UK. No way. So what's your website? So It's uh, jetstore.com. With uh, it. No E no at the end. No E at the end. Exactly. Yeah. So that's our website, and uh, you know we get a lot of business by you know, a lot of like uh, referrals and word of mouth. We do a lot of shows. And stuff, so, so, what do you think about like since 1991? You were here. I wasn't living in Pittsburgh. But I was. What, <laughs> what was, <laughs> it was it like? It was yeah, bleak. what was it like? Fast, you know, do a flashback compared to no pun intended there either. No definitely, t- definitely changed. I mean, I remember it was uh, quite dark and everything. <laughs> it was <laughs> quite dark. Yeah. <laughs> it was and, February when you arrived yeah, here, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was definitely changed because everything was, uh, at that time, you know, I was actually started, when I came here, I started work at UPMC. So a lot of people were changing from like steel industry to medical industry and then became bio and tech and everything. So, right. I mean, I could see the whole transformation of the Pittsburgh, how it went from just being the steel town into this high tech. Was it really dark up. in 1991? It was dark. I think it kind of yeah. was. Yeah. I don't know. Really? Just, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. my memory paints it that way. But, but, but 91 <laughs> was kind of like... You a, were dirty? Did you get dirty yeah, when I, you went outside? I didn't get dirty, but I mean, it just, it looked, it didn't look as, I guess uh, now it, I think it definitely looks lighter and... Just seems to be kind of. I think we're on the move. I think Pittsburgh is right. definitely on the move. Absolutely. So I think it's coming up, and I think there's a lot of good things that are happening. In but you and your family were here right at you know critical juncture. Right. I in mean, terms of changing. the history. Yeah, it was definitely changing. I mean, I could see that a lot of people were out of work, and then they started getting into this uh, medical fields and uh, tech fields, and right. everything. so it's definitely changed. And what lot. made you do the jump from being at UPMC, saying, "No, I'm going to do my own company." Right. Um, basically, I had a friend who had a company in Russia, and then we started exporting the technology. And then uh, yeah, I got into technology. I got started, you know, became really right. interested in IT and okay. computers and then hardware and then storage. And then the rest is history. That's what I like, <laughs> man. So that's I just love these stories where it's like I like I want people from around the world to come to Pittsburgh and do what you've done. Yeah, that's what's making Pittsburgh great. We want yeah. more of that. 
And uh, just last, uh, at the end of December, actually, I was uh, nominated for uh, yeah. uh, Immigrant of the Year by Global Pittsburgh. Oh, right. And I was competing with the people from Duolingo yeah. and Scam. And uh, I came to the event, uh, you know, with my family, and I had no idea that I was going to win, and I did win. You won. So I beat those That's guys. That's what I'm talking you about. Beat, <laughs> you beat Louise and Priya. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it was, it was really good. It was in te technology innovation. And they called my name, and I had You're to come like, up. What? They said, please prepare your speech. I wasn't ready. so I, I just, wasn't ready. <laughs> I just had to come up and say something, and it was great. There was a lot of immigrants. That must have been an awesome moment in your life to have yeah, that kind of recognition. Yeah, 26 years, coming yeah. here was like $25, and then uh, finally getting some recognition, I think, is great. And your family is still here? Yes, my family is still here. My, my sister moved uh, to, she lives in Silver Spring, Maryland, uh, but uh, my mom and my dad are still here. I love it. It's great. We're glad to have you here. Thank Absolutely. you very much. I'm yeah. glad uh, I've been a member of actually for a few years. And, right. Uh, well, we're glad uh, to have you so, in the uh, city. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank yeah. you for your, all your support, guys. Absolutely. So we've got a couple minutes left. Let's just talk a little bit about like what's the rest of 2018, any new things that the JetStore is going to be releasing. I mean, obviously, Flash is what you were just talking about being the big thing. Yes, definitely. We are uh, basically working on a lot of new Flash, and um, our JetStore X line is doing really well. And, you know, all our new partnerships, like I said, with ITPS. Right. And then we have new partnerships partnership with guys in Baltimore called uh, Click Solutions. Uh, we also signed up a few partners in um, Mississippi and California. And then we partnered with uh, Hitachi HDST systems on a new uh, very high density 1.2 petabyte uh, units. Good so Lord. I just came from who, Arizona. Who would have thought we were talking <laughs> I about it? I know, man. It's, it's I love it. It's, it's so pretty cool. amazing. It's 1.2 <laughs> petabytes in 4U. They just released uh, these units and it's going to be for AI for uh, any kind of um, like cell driving vehicles. So and I, I, like can, I can I can fit like two or three movies on there, right? Oh yeah, Very you easy. can feel like two thousand <laughs> movies. I love That'd it. Be really wow. fun. Yeah, that, those boxes are going to be great. So so cool. What a great story. Once again, Jet Store with no e. So dot great com. to see you. You can learn Thank you all very about much. it. Yeah, yeah man. Jonathan. Thank you very much. For Gene, you're making Pittsburgh proud, man. Thank That's you very much. We're going to keep about. going here. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more great stories, just like Gene's here on Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting, and this is Audrey. And we are from the Pittsburgh Technology Council, where we are proud to have members like JetStore. Simple as that. Learn more about us, pghtech.org. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into Tech 5 Radio tonight. We get to have the best time talking to the best and the brightest, making Pittsburgh's technology sector pop. And uh, I guess it was uh, not so long ago, one of Pittsburgh's kind of cooler companies, Lunametrics, was acquired by HS2, really creating some great things here in Pittsburgh. And we're here to learn more about the acquisition and the company and really how it's really investing further into the Pittsburgh region, which we think is so exciting. We love seeing a company that's been started by one woman and then grow to a point where it's acquired by a really, really dynamic company out of Chicago. And I'm talking to two of the guys behind this today. So we have Phil Hollier. He's the new CEO of Lunametrics. And we have Alex Moore. Alex, what's your, your position again? With I'm the VP of Analytics and Insight. Ooh, you get to do all the fun stuff. <laughs> That's right. Nerding out on all the data, right? Of course, absolutely. Oh, good, good <laughs> stuff. So thanks for taking the time to talk to us. It's great coming to your offices here. Thanks for Southside, coming. It's beautiful. It's like this old, like it looks like it was once a manufacturing setting here. And it's like how the new economy is just kicking butt. Mm -hmm. I love it. Absolutely. So, Phil, tell us about yourself. You bet. Uh, Phil Hollier, I'm the CEO of HS2. Uh, HS2 is actually the, uh, the second company my business partner and I started. So I'm the H, he's the S. Ah, and this gotcha. is kind of our, our second go-round. Um, 
So we started in, in Chicago about uh, 14 years ago. I've been building the company uh, organically since then. Fantastic. About two years ago, we um, brought in a, a terrific uh, financial partner called Mountain Gate Capital out of uh, Denver. And um, working with Mountain Gate, we, we started to identify some really killer companies that, that we wanted to add uh, to, to You're shopping to, around for some cool additions to add capacity, right? Capacity, capabilities, yeah. talent. Um, and uh, late last year, we um, started talking with the folks at Lunametrics. And, um, you know, it was just a perfect fit from, from the get-go. Uh, culturally, we're Chicago-based um, and, you know, very kind of Midwestern value. Right. Um, a lot of, uh, just a lot of focus on culture and uh, doing great work, taking care of clients, being a fun place to work. And, Absolutely. Uh, so we, um, we've just been really excited. Um, also, personally, uh, I've been coming to Pittsburgh for a couple of years. My uh, niece as uh, a dancer at, at Point Park. So, Very cool. Uh, kind of fell in love with the city through just traveling here uh, with my uh, my wife and um, brother-in-law and, and uh, his wife. And uh, it was just kind of one of those things where... I was going to ask you about that. Be. Like, how you're thinking about Pittsburgh. And so you already had some association with this. I know this is a great town to be. This is... Why would we not acquire this company? Yeah, Especially well, when you have guys like Alex working here, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, as we mentioned before, like this is part of the secret sauce of Lunametrics and you adding those capabilities. Absolutely, so, yeah. I mean, Alex and some of the other team members here uh, are a huge part of the story and the reason we were interested. And you know, we really see that um, there's a lot of growth opportunity. Um, the community here, the tech community, is really thriving. You know, people are moving back to Pittsburgh. Uh, the university base with CMU and Pitt, and it, you know, is producing. Um, just fantastic um, talent, and um, you know we just think that the future is, is very bright. And yeah, uh, we were really pumped when we saw about the acquisition. Like, wait, this is so cool. People get freaked out. Oh, it's being acquired, but when we start learning that you're hiring, you're adding capacity, it's just it's strengthening what's going on here in the region. Absolutely, our, our goal is to uh, to run out of office space as quickly as I possible. I love it. That's a great goal. <laughs> so, Alex, tell our listeners about what Lunametrics is. What are your your key competencies, and why it was such a good fit for HS2? Sure. Yeah. So the company was founded by Robin Steiff yes. in 2004, and back at that time, it was really just herself and then she uh, hired a couple of employees, but right. it's still pretty much a very scrappy, you know, bootstrapped startup. Um, over the course of many years, she really established ourselves as a thought leader in the Google Analytics space in particular. She was a true pioneer with that. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I remember when she started Lunametrics up, and it was like people were just starting to think about what she was really taking the lead in Pittsburgh with. Absolutely. She was a pioneer. She was thinking about analytics 10 years before anyone else really was thinking about it. I came on board five years ago. At that time, there were four of us focused on nice. analytics. I love it. And now we're up to 23. Actually, 24 as of yesterday. Okay, so. someone just came on. <laughs> so, I love it. See? So Phil was definitely correct about the uh, you know aiming to run out of space here on the south side. Uh, that is happening. Um, my role has been to establish um, our competencies around Google Analytics in implementation, reporting, and analysis. And for the listeners who maybe don't know much about what Google Analytics is, it's a way of measuring your 
your website behavior and how people got to your website or app, exactly. I should say. I mean, this has become the key way as to how people build business now. At the end of the day, this is like the nerve center. This is you're seeing what's going on. Absolutely, and be able to control and create new business and new channels because of the data that you get from the analytics. Absolutely, and you need your data to be clean and trustworthy. And then once it is, once you've laid that foundation, then you can re- do remarketing, retargeting, following people around as they navigate to other websites to advertise to them or to just create a better experience for them on on the website. And that's one of the great things about the HS2 acquisition. We were never building websites. We were never building apps. We were just tracking them. Exactly. Right? So you and brought these two cool things exactly. together. It's like the peanut butter and the chocolate <laughs> came together and then boom. It's exactly. saying something wonderful happens, right? It's it's the ideal acquisition for us, and I think also for HS2. It's just been a great partnership so far. Um, the fact is that we've all been able to keep our our jobs here in Pittsburgh. Right. Um, Phil and the leadership are really investing in our office here in Pittsburgh and the growth of jobs here. Um, you know, the uh, the business that we built here is uh, the the foundation. The fundamentals are not changing. Exactly. Uh, that organic growth is going to continue. That's that's what I love hearing. So, Phil, you're, you're in Pittsburgh. How often are you in, in Pittsburgh here to uh, I'd say about once show? a month. Once a month? Yeah. Excellent. So what are your kind of thoughts as far as you know, Lunametrics being part of the ecosystem here and how Pittsburgh you know, really has a really strong trajectory right now? What are your thoughts on us as a region growing and how Lunametrics is really part of that? Well, you know, our, our plan for the year um, is actually kind of mind-boggling. We're, we're going to grow about 30% this year uh, wow. organically, uh, HS2 and, and Lunametrics combined. That's amazing. And um, and Lunametrics is a, is a big part of that. Um, uh, I think the Lunametrics business is going to grow by almost 50%, and that is a, a testament. Hence running out of space. Hence <laughs> running out of space. Uh, Love it. You know, we... we uh, have a hiring plan. I, I'm not going to be surprised if we exceed that right. plan. And um, you know, a, a lot of the great work that the folks have done here is just you know fueling that growth and taking care of customers. And you know, as Alex mentioned, we're kind of bringing together um, world class uh, analytics and world class engineering and, and uh, customer experience. Um, and so now we can offer more services to customers okay. and. and uh, you know, we can, you know, say this is what the data is telling us, and then we can help customers take action and, and, and drive results. And yeah. so, we expect, you know, those things to have a kind of a perpetual um, uh, uh, motion with our with our clients, and, and to allow us to do, um, you know, more for them. So, you know, we, we often say, you know, one plus one equals three. And um, that's what we're that's what we're trying to do. And um, like I said, we're off to a great start. I love it. Uh, got a great you know got a great plan for the year. And um, you know I think uh, we're really looking forward to you know hiring here. And, and that's what I want to hear. And uh, you know we have other competencies like uh, uh, our strong engineering and, and our. Um, you know our, our, our UX and UI design, and and those are areas we would like to expand in, in Pittsburgh. You talk about all those areas, combining that with the analytics, it makes for one powerful combination. Now, is this something that is a sweet spot for a large company? Is this for can anyone like a, a small three-person startup can utilize your services and yeah, kind of grow great, with you? How's that's a that great work? question. I think um, we do work with uh, some early-stage companies, but we also work with you know the the largest of the large. I know you have some very impressive clients. That's yeah, for sure. We have uh, a, a, a 
big variety, you know, Domino's Pizza, uh, Zipcar. Are they paying you in pizza? No, thank goodness. Damn, I would love that. I will say we, we do eat a lot of pizza during meetings at Domino's. And one of the other great things is, is they make us uh, go through pizza prep school. Wow. So they make sure everybody in the company knows how to. This place is getting cooler and cooler to me. That's all I'm saying right now. I love it. That is fantastic. So, so obviously, large companies plug in, but you can also work with people at the startup stage as well if it fits right. As far as this, I always tell people, don't be shy. Reach out. Because if you need help, I mean, everyone needs help around the analytics side, I think, especially. I mean, mm-hmm. to be able to have those conversations is huge. I know you've done a lot of DIY series with the Tech Council to educate our members. So I, I think I just really can't tell people enough to go to lunametrics.com and check out the site and just, just look around there and you go get some ideas as to what you can do yourself. But when you need to call the pros in as well, too. And believe me, sometimes you you, you got to call the pros <laughs> in as far as that goes. I, I think that's a great point. And I would add to that that education and training have been two major components of our growth. Early on, I remember you guys were doing all, all types of stuff for free just to get it out there. Exactly. Yeah. So we have a series of public trainings that we give all around the country and also here in Pittsburgh. And then we have our great blog um, that we contribute to um, very, very often with yes. both analytics and also digital marketing strategy. It's a great insight. You go there, you can nerd out and just get your, get your mind wrapped around it a little bit, get you thinking about it, right? Exactly. So I think that anyone of any size can really benefit from uh, the importance of clean data and actionable insights. Excellent. So we've got about a minute left. I guess one final thing, the future, the next six months, big growth going on. Anything else we should be thinking about when it comes to Lunametrics and HS2? Well, a couple of things we're thinking a lot about is just, uh, you know, AI and machine learning. Definitely. And, um, you know, CMU's got a tremendous program in that space. We've got some excellent talent here. So we're, we're really looking forward to bringing that uh into the productization of, of our clients' projects and, and Love it. offerings. And so that's just kind of a really exciting thing that Alex and I are working on together. Definitely. Good stuff. I'm so glad we got to talk today. Such great news for the region. I wish you continued success as you build Lunametrics and HS2 here in the Pittsburgh area. What, Lunametrics.com? Yes. That's best, right. place, best place to go. Thank you so much. We're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio. I swear, great tech stories like this everywhere I look. Can't help but fall into it. Learn more about the uh, Pittsburgh Tech Council by going to pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech. Oh, my goodness. I, I've been waiting all night to do this segment, Audrey. I know. I, I, we, we literally, I think we saved the best for last because we got a good friend in the studio with us, one Bob McCutcheon from PricewaterhouseCoopers, PwC. <laughs> good to be back. Yeah, man. It's been too long. We're glad to have you back in the studio with us. Good man. to be here. It is good stuff. And we were talking about industrial mobility. I like these. I love these topics that yeah, you guys have. Industrial mobility. No, he brings the cool He's factor. Like fancy. Cool. How yeah. cool is that? We know what we're talking about. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, well, you know, it's, it's autonomous, right? It's, it's autonomous, but it's, um, I think too many people, when they think autonomous, they think of self-driving cars, right. you know, which they're seeing on the streets. But, the reality there's so much more going on in the in, in the, the industrial, industrial setting right. yeah. really exactly. so okay we better so let's just dive in yeah what's well, really going on well if you think about all of the opportunities in an industrial space there's a whole ecosystem that's being built with you know things like forklifts right trains um you know on-site trucks uh marine but think of right. transportation right. logistics mm. all of the other opportunities there are to move things in an industrial space uh, and, and I think the opportunity there is greater in the near term, principally because huh. a lot of that can be self-contained. It can right. be on private property. Um, mining is another good example. Yeah, you have a contained environment where there's less variables for 
crazy That's things right. to happen. That's right? right. And you have, you know, drones I would throw into the same. Okay, yeah, I was going to say mix. drones fall into this whole category because exactly. you're, 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 exactly. you're automating something that's doing its own thing. Yeah, and, and I think companies have the ability, you know, so stepping back, we started asking ourselves some questions. You know, right. Where, where is the money being spent? What is the opportunity? Mm-hmm. That's why I like actually, PwC because you do the analysis. Yeah, we just, we ask the questions and then we, we try to do the analysis and exactly. figure out, you know, what, the, what direction is it taking? Uh, so with the Manufacturing Institute, we did a, a recent survey of about 128 you know, large, mid-sized companies. And what we learned was, one, over 60% of the investment in autonomous is actually happening happening in the industrial space. Oh, so there's actually uh, more going on so there. There's than, more going okay. on here than there is in what we, you know, in the consumer right. world, think of in terms of, of and self-driving. And that's a really great point because when all these situations occur, it's all the stuff around consumers. Yeah. And we should really blow that up, Jonathan. We should be talking more about I know. this. It's been over because six there's billion dis- dollars invested. Just six in billion. But there's a disproportionate yeah. Yeah, exactly. amount of coverage yeah. that's, that people need to be cognizant of. That's yeah. cool. And, and it, it gives us a chance, I think, to, to innovate and experiment a bit with all the different types, you know, the modes of transportation that can be used. Right. Um, and, and, you know, tractor trailers, you, know, you see a lot. Let's talk about with, the tractor trailers because yeah. did I not see something? Was it last summer? The first autonomous tractor trailer yeah. was a load of beer. I think it was a oh, beer truck. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Okay, but, but, but there are some significant orders for autonomous tractor trailers that are that are taking place right now. Tesla had exactly had made an announcement, and it's a good looking tractor trailer too. If I'm yeah. gonna say so myself. Like it is the tractor trailer of the future. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if there's that much money, what are the skills? That you're seeing in terms of ah. what's needed. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, clearly, companies are going to look at this as a significant cost savings opportunity, right? And I think I think they would say that you know there's somewhere between 25 and 30 percent cost savings that wow. could be achieved over the next 10 years okay. just through using this technology. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt there's going to be you know, a skill shift and and some displacement right. that's going to take place as a result. Invariably, if, if you have right. truly driverless vehicles. Um, there's a whole industry around just driving trucks. I mean, that's how our stuff gets moved around. So. Yeah, exactly. And and while we have a long way to go, um, you know, in terms of highway traffic, um, I think a lot of the transportation that's happening within the industrial space will happen sooner. But it's going to create a whole new set of jobs and skills to keep right? that so, stuff made, to 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 to. to optimize it yeah, to, I mean, to, to keep it maintained them, and to, to build the software to right. maintain the algorithms i mean there's there's a lot that will go on behind the scenes it will be a new set of technology jobs right. and skill sets that will be required just to maintain uh, monitor and 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 work the the new process but you know we will displace drivers in that process as well so i think it's you know we have to be mindful that that is going to be an ultimate but there outcome. are other opportunities for Absolutely. drivers Absolutely. i mean and drivers have the expertise to be process control folks, exactly, and right, right, right. not have to schlep all around. Yeah, I mean, the I think, U.S. You know, maybe a, a way to to think about it, we can all visualize what's been going on with drones, right? And while they are unmanned, right, there is somebody behind it. That's my point. For a it's drone, a process right? control, exactly. right? So, um, so I think it's it's a different kind of skill set. But um, the drivers have expertise, absolutely, because they've been driving. I mean, who could be better prepared than the drivers to help us into the next iteration of this? Exactly, exactly. So I think it's 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 exciting. It's a huge change. But in, from my perspective, I think it was just a big surprise. You know, similar to your reaction, we don't think about the manufacturing and the industrial exactly. space when we think about exactly. autonomous. 
And that's where a lot's going on right now. Sure. Running our listeners, we're talking to Bob McCutcheon of Price Waterhouse Cooper. So, Bob, you've got lots of great information on your blog and on your website. Where can people go to, to learn more about this and all the other topics that you guys like to go deep on? Sure. Well, you can go to pwc.com okay. under industrial products, uh, follow our blog. We've got a lot of uh, a fun, you know, information. That's why leadership. I love it because, because like I said, you're, you're bringing some unique perspectives and angles to things that people might think, oh, it's mundane, it's industrial. No, like leading edge technology is going on behind these industrial settings. Yeah. And it's actually the proving grounds of what we're going to be seeing more of in the you know, the more public-facing side of this type of thing, which I think yeah. is just so interesting. So yeah, I think it's definitely a precursor. Without a doubt. So, let, okay, so maybe talk a bit more about some of the uh, some of the insight that, that PwC kind of mined up with, with with the survey and the study around. Yeah, sure. These things. You know, so, as I mentioned, we, yeah. we talked to 128 countries, uh, countries, companies, companies, right? Um, and we were trying to do a couple of things. One was to understand the current uptake. Right. So, what are they currently doing? What are they thinking about doing going forward? Um, not surprisingly, only about 6% of companies are currently adopting some right. form. Right, it's, it's a big investment to get into that. It so is. it's going to be the bigger companies that can actually say, no, we need to start thinking this and way. And I think it often, you know, we proceed cautiously, right? Of course. Um, and there, but about 11% have said in the next 10 years they will adopt. So, you know, we're starting to approach, you know, in the next 10 years, 15 20%. Uh, of companies who will use some form of autonomous in wow. the manufacturing process. That's quite the market then. I mean, yeah. in the opportunity to have that amount it is. in that time frame. Well, so. and think about if I if I say six point eight billion was already invested right since two thousand twelve, right. and we haven't even seen all of the uptake yet. Right. Um, right. I think that's an enormous still in development. Exactly. And it's still. Is there any industry where you're seeing more of this than others? Well, you know, I think. Um, you know, any anyone that has a heavy logistics footprint is, is obviously going to have opportunity. Right. I think, you know, large scale heavy manufacturing where you've got large facilities, uh, where you've got fleets of vehicles, forklifts are a good example. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, a lot of trucking, on site trucking, you know, where you're moving things back and forth. So anytime you have a complicated logistics setting in a manufacturing environment, I think you're more likely to see an opportunity there. Um, you know, at the end of the day, safety is still going to be a big concern. Always the top you know, priority, of mm-hmm. course. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, we, we see it on the news every day when we see the concerns that are being raised on the highways with autonomous. And those same concerns would exist in the manufacturing exactly. environment as well. I, lo- I look at it like if you go back to like 1905 and people talked about, well, the first person was, you know, injured or killed in a car accident. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's, you know, like that's because it's, it's a new technology. It's a new way of doing things. And so, yeah, like we have to get on that curve and but always try to maintain the safety that we, we possibly can. But yeah, it's, it, well, it's an interesting debate. Incidents are going to happen. Um, the, the real question, and it's going to be difficult to prove until you have um, scale and exactly, large volume. Yeah, exactly, right, right, right. But while it may not fully eliminate accidents, you know, many would argue that it should significantly reduce, reduce right. the number of accidents that you have versus human beings driving these. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, obviously that's yet to play out. So, so we're living in really cool times right now to yeah. be kind of witnessing a complete shift as to how things get moved around and things get done. Yeah. It's like, whoa, I got to remember this point in my life so I can laugh at myself. <laughs> but, yeah, I often joke that, uh, you know, it's sort of like, you know, horse and buggy. You know, people will still own cars, but they'll be own, they'll own a car. Right. Right. For collections. And, that's and, me. And, and, and that's that's as opposed right. to the need to drive right. one yourself. Exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. For me, it's to have the car that's to go. A mechanical to 
capabilities yeah. and understanding the underpinnings of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because sometimes it's just fun to burn some fossil fuels. I hate to say it, but man, <laughs> nothing unwinds my mind like getting in my car. I doing, think these are exciting times. I mean, people, you know, safety, when you think about um, travel and the amount of accidents that right. occur, most of those accidents occur because of humans. Yeah. It doesn't, right? It's no, a very absolutely. small fraction that will occur as a result of automation. And we don't want to see anyone get injured. No. I mean, that's the no, target agree. condition. But if you look at the history just of the automobile, it, accidents have not decreased. No. no. As, as we know. And, um, you know, technology safety, can, be, technology safety can, can help us. Definitely be employed mm-hmm. to, to significantly reduce um, the number of accidents that we have. I agree. There's, I think there's a tremendous opportunity now that we've never had before. Well, you have an upfront view of what's happening here. So that's, that's really yeah. pretty cool. Um, I think I'm going to take notice now of being more cognizant of talking about this part of the industry. And I think that's important that we just get sort of sensationalized in terms of the consumer piece. But all the things that are happening that are actually helping us get food to our stores and to our tables and things like that. Exactly, we may exactly. have no clue yeah. about what it takes and what kind of automation is being used behind the scenes. Exactly. That's yeah. why I enjoy having Bob McCutcheon stop by the show on a regular basis because we get to we get to get the inside track on this stuff. We get to see what what they're paying attention to and what we should be paying attention to. I love it, man. Thank so you. So once again, give us your site one more time. People want to check out the uh, all the action pwc.com and you can check me out at uh, McCutcheon Bob on Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, we have all the links to to all the thought leadership and the surveys that we've been doing that's is what it, it's all about is there a song in your head right now <laughs> yeah but probably not one I'd want to say on the radio <laughs> <laughs> thank you nice. Bob McCutcheon good stuff man uh, good thank stuff. you it's always good to be here hey man another Tech Vibe Radio under the belt we're back next Friday, every single Friday here on KDK. We love bringing you the best of what's making Pittsburgh really, a, I'm calling it a technology mecca at this point. We've got some great stuff going on, simple as that. And uh, learn more about the Tech Council at pghtech.org. 35 years helping tech companies succeed. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Have an awesome weekend, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.